0: Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Mike Rauber. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I will start by giving you an overview of what has happened in the markets. The S&P 500 ended up 0.2% yesterday, as better-than-expected results from large retailers like Walmart sparked a rally in the consumer sector but the tech-heavy Nasdaq 100 fell on the day. In terms of their levels, both the S&P 500 and Nasdaq 100 closed just below their 200-day moving average. U.S. economic data releases were mixed, with new home construction falling in July by more than forecast to the slowest pace since early last year, while July industrial production rose a more than anticipated 0.6% on the month. The 10 year US Treasury yield ended yesterday at 2.81%, considerably up from 2.57% at the start of this month. Turning to inflation and in central banks, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand has raised its key policy rate today by half a percent to 3% and said it's appropriate to continue tightening. Local government bond yields and the Kiwi rose. In the UK, July inflation figures just released showed a larger than expected rise. Year on year, inflation rose 10.1%, a 40-year high. In the first reaction, the pound rose against the dollar and euro. In what can probably be considered related news, a report is out noting that City of London workers looking to save money may want to embrace the office over winter as the cost of working from home source alongside energy bills. Asian equities, they're up today. The Nikkei 225 is rising more than 1% as data showed that Japanese exports have been boosted by a weaker yen. Chinese stocks are up around 0.7% on reports that Premier Qi Qi has asked local officials from six key provinces that account for about 40% of the country's economy to bolster pro-growth measures after data for July showed consumption and output growing less than expected. For those interested, our outlook for China's economy, we took it up yesterday in the Moving Market podcast with our own economist, Sophie Altamont. In Asian company news, Maetuan is rising 4.5% on reports that Tencent, which comes out with earnings today, may divest its stake in the firm. In commodities? Brent oil was down 3% to just over $92 a barrel yesterday. The Biden administration is weighing Iran's response to the EU's proposal aimed at reviving the 2015 nuclear deal. The U.S. has so far refused to comment in detail, though a State Department official said the big issues have been largely settled. Any deal could well put further pressure on oil prices. But Goldman Sachs cautioned that a deal is not likely in the short term. Bitcoin is seeing some strength since yesterday and is now back above 24,000 US dollars, while Ether is well above the 1900 dollars level. And gold is at 1780 dollars, up around 80 dollars from its mid-July low. On to economic data releases today, we expect Q2 Eurozone employment figures And July, US retail sales to highlight just two. And at 2 PM local time, the eagerly awaited minutes from the US Federal Reserve's last meeting will be released. And lastly, European equity futures are indicating a higher open. Bloomberg notes in a report that a basket of European stocks with large sales exposure outside the region is currently outperforming more domestic-oriented companies citing data from Goldman Sachs. And so that's from me. And now I'm pleased to hand over to Maximiliano Alieri, Structured Product Solution in Geneva. Please
1: go ahead. Thank you mike good morning all yesterday marked the official campaign start for brazil's presidential election in october recent polls show that lula's lead is shrinking while bolsonaro's re-election chances have increased helped by lower inflation our fixed income research believes that the slowdown in inflation is the main reason why the presidential race has become tighter brazil's experienced peak inflation in june and is the first country in latin america to be on a disinflation path while the country is nearing the end of its tightening cycle after the most recent 50 bps rate hike to 13.75%, for these reasons our analysts keep a neutral rating for Brazil sovereign bonds at this juncture and the MSCI ESG rating is triple B on the country. Selling a CDS offers investors a premium for taking the risk of default. This risk is reflected via the spread on the Brazil three-year sovereign CDS, which currently stands at 163 basis points, higher than the 150 bips observed six months ago, or the 120 bips one year ago. Keep in mind that the higher the spread, the higher the perception of risk, and thus the higher the premium when selling the CDS. Dislocations between the synthetic CDS and cash bond market on Brazil have created opportunities for investors to monetize the positive basis. Taking into account our neutral rating on the sovereign, a double B minus long term foreign currency ratings by S&P and a CDS market implied default probability over the next three years at 6%. We believe there's value in selling the CDS at current level in the context of a diversified portfolio. Thank you all and back to you.
0: Thank you very much, Maximiliano. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers. And thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again. Goodbye for now.
1: The information and
0: opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.